Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I think I just witnessed a viral video moment. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I here. Well, let me describe my setting, and you can see it if you download the if you download the KSL News Radio app. There's a a video link option for you. The KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. You get that on your iPhone, your Android, wherever you download apps. Uh, but here in the in the broadcast studio where I sit each day on the wall, we have a bank of televisions, and on those televisions we're playing, uh, you know, some of the 24-hour news networks and some of the uh, other local stations, just trying to, uh, you know, offer for me like a visual look at what's being broadcast in the news. And I uh, just out of the corner of my eye a moment ago, I caught something taking place on MSNBC. We have MSNBC tuned on one of the televisions, and there was a discussion that, as I was reading the the captions, was about oh, I don't know, an, an uptick in coronavirus cases. Let's say they were talking specifically uh, about a portion of uh, New York and they had a uh, you know a, a very professional looking doctor there offering commentary and you, you know how the split screens work right you'll have the uh, the anchor in the middle flanked by uh, by you know one or two experts and that was the case here so imagine you know a three panel shot uh, on the left side of the screen there is this very professional looking doctor when all of a sudden <laughs> and here's the viral moment that uh, don't be surprised if you if you if you don't see or if you see this making the rounds on social media here soon uh, but his what I'm assuming is his grandson comes running into the room jumps up wraps his arms around grandpa and grandpa kind of loses his balance <laughs> but uh, but he, to his credit, uh, took it in stride. Uh, he laughed. He kind of hugged the grandson. And, and again, it's closed captioning. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't actually hear what was being said, and, and the uh, the text wasn't that clear. Uh, it looked like he was uh, responding very graciously. Uh, the host was laughing. The other guest was laughing. It was a sweet little moment and uh, a sweet little reality. <laughs> That you and I face in this new COVID era, as so much of our uh, life of learning and professional and broadcast has all been moved on to the video conferencing. Anyway, uh, a little viral viral video moment. I think I just witnessed. Anyway, to wrap up today's program, we're going to have a, a conversation. Another another way that the coronavirus has impacted our lives, uh, as you well know, you know we talk about this every day. Is schooling the way uh, young people are learning? And beyond that, the way you and I are living our lives. A little bit of backstory. Uh, a few months ago, when I was still broadcasting from my guest bedroom, uh, before I had come back here to the, the studio, I had uh, kind of considered uh, approaching the bosses here and saying, hey, uh, what do you think? What if I were to like bring all this broadcast equipment with me, uh, pack it into the back of an RV, uh, load up my family, and for a month or so just kind of hit the road? I'll broadcast from you know some corner of the country each day, the same time slot. Uh, producer Amy and the rest of the team and I could connect via uh, Zoom each day, or Teams is what we use here at KSL, and uh, and I could broadcast a show from the road. And it was really uh, because we have, while entered into an era of confinement of sorts and isolation, there are some opportunities uh, for great exploration, and there are families. Uh, across the country right now that are doing something called, uh, it's been termed road schooling. 
they pack up the kids and they they leave home and because the school is all the schooling is all remote and done online uh, it really doesn't matter where you are mother of one of those families uh, a woman named Jenna Anderson uh, joins me on the line now to describe her family's experience Jenna how are you Hi I'm doing great uh, t- tell me wh- where are you right now where are you and your family I'm in Anaheim California Okay and 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 how you have how many kids and who's traveling with you I have a 10-year-old boy and a 7-year-old girl uh, and my partner, and we have a little, um, a cute little white dog, <laughs> fuzzy little poodle dog that follows us everywhere we go. What's the dog's name? Pookie. Twinkie? Pookie. Oh, Pookie. P-O-O-K-I-E. Yeah, okay, Pookie. all right, sounds adorable. Uh, <laughs> so how is, before we get into the details of your life uh, these days, how is schooling going for the kids? Are, are they learning, you think? <laughs> well, uh, since I'm their teacher, I really hope so. <laughs> there's no, I guess there's no report card for uh, homeschool parents, is there? But I confess that I am really enjoying this experience. Now, describe the experience. Where did you start? Where have you been? Uh, how often are you moving around? Well, what's going on right now? Yeah, so um, we spent, at the beginning of the pandemic, two months in the forest of Mount Shasta in Northern California. Then we moved up to the forest of central Washington in Wenatchee, which is near where I grew up, and spent some time closer to my family. And uh, now we're doing about four months in Anaheim before we eventually resettle in the Bay Area because um, my partner, he, he got a new job. He started a week before this pandemic broke out. So there's been a lot of uh, shifting around in our life. Wow. Now, are, are you and your family, are you just nomads by nature or is all this moving around due to uh, COVID-19 and the, and the new life we're living? <laughs> we, do, we do a decent amount of moving. So there is that. But this is really, um, initially it was about finding an isolated place because we weren't sure if this thing was going to explode and it sounded kind of nice to be uh, in the forest. And uh, then we wanted to be, I couldn't see my family because it's so hard to travel. So we wanted to spend some time closer to them so we could see them. And then uh, I confess we wanted a pool. (laughs) We came to Anaheim (laughs) because it's a great place to get a swimming pool. There you go. Uh, answer me this: What have your what have your children your 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 student children? Uh, what have they learned uh, living this lifestyle that they may not have learned in a traditional classroom? Hmm. Well, it makes uh, anything related to exploring nature or being outside a little more exciting because we can learn about different plants. We can do entirely different hikes, and since you know, there's not a lot of indoor opportunities that we're comfortable with right now using I'm um, integrating a lot of nature into what we learn about um, they also are are learning how we can make homeschool or education work for us instead of kind of trying to fit within someone else's box I think they're also really enjoying how my son says to me do scorpions live in trees And I say, I don't know, do you want to do a week learning about the desert? And then we just spend a week learning about something that we're curious about. Very cool. Uh, How about socialization? Is that a concern you have? And and what do you do to make sure that their development in in terms of social uh, life is on track? Yeah, I think that's one of the trickiest things. I have found um, some success. So we're 
we're pretty strict about our social distancing practices, so we're not really seeing anybody else in person. Yeah. Um, but there's a website called outschool.com that a lot of distance learning homeschool families and parents seem to be using right now where you can sort of purchase classes individually um, from, it's a lot of teachers who are offering them. I see. And uh, some of the classes are set up like a homeroom. So you see the same kids the same time of mm. the week over and over again, and they just do little games and, you know, the emotional check-ins. It's been really great. Outstanding. Well, listen, our, our time has expired. I, I wish I could talk to you all afternoon. It sounds like a fascinating adventure you and your family have embarked upon. Uh, I, I, envy, uh, I envy this nomadic existence that you've undertaken. <laughs> I, I wish you the best of luck. I, tell the kids, and, and was it Pookie? Is Pookie the dog's name? Yes, yes. Tell tell Pookie that uh, listeners here in Salt Lake City are rooting for you and uh, and excited for you. So uh, go off and learn and enjoy this day. Thanks so much. All righty. Uh, so that's neat, right? And we've looked at a few of these uh, new and different uh, ways of learning, and uh, there's just one more addition to the examples of alternatives available to you. Uh, time for me to say goodbye. Thanks for hanging out here today. Uh, did you hear earlier? I got called fake news for the first time. I think that means I've made it. I think I've made it as a, as a journalist. That's pretty cool. I'm fake. No, I'm not fake news, but I got called fake news. Uh, a little notch in my belt. Time for me to step aside, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan next on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.